0: And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Leigh Bardugo, and you're listening to The Grisha Cast.
1: Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 63. In this episode, we are covering chapters 20 through 22 from the book King of Scars. This is your host, Eric.
0: And I'm Terry. From Nashville, Tennessee, this is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A
1: world created by the wonderful Lee Bardugo. Moisavienyi Casters. Hello. Well, let's say hello to some listener cities.
0: Let's do it. Uh
1: huh. First,
0: we have BMO, Czech Republic.
1: Woohoo. And next, we are going to Thousand Oaks, California. Woo! Yay. So, hopefully
0: it's warmer there than it is here.
1: Yes, hopefully. <laughs> For those of you asking how you can help, we would greatly appreciate tips. A dollar goes a long way. Your tips will help us to continue to bring you the cast. You can Venmo a tip to at B-O-D-H-I-M-M.
0: Or cash app dollison b-o-d-h-i-m-m also leaving a review on your podcast platform liking and following us on our socials especially on youtube would make us so very happy
1: yay thanks thank you so uh, we've got a new tea set y'all we do yeah so those for you checking out on youtube it's cute it's cute it is it is fancy. We have a gold teapot, Ooh. which is cute. And hopefully next time it'll be a little bit more on display. We'll have it a little back here so you guys can check it out. If you guys like any of our teaware, go to T2.com. T2. T2. That sounds like two two. T2. 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 So, how was your week, baby?
0: Um, it went by so fast. Yeah. I don't even know, (laughs) I don't even know what happened. I was so busy. Um, and then yesterday was freaky because I thought we were going to have crazy storms again and then we didn't. And so that was like a roller coaster of emotions.
1: (laughs) I feel, yeah, I was, I was nervous myself and then it ended up being just, Quiet, yes. Evening, which was actually very nice. So
0: I know, I know, others weren't so lucky, um, but yes, for here it was it was a nice little quiet rain. Thankfully, after what we went through last year, for those of you that yeah. remember, yeah,
1: not gonna do a repeat of that. That's hopefully, <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah, I had a I had a crazy week too. It was just really busy. Work is tiring, but. It is work. That's yes. A, yes, so we're going to make it.
0: It's stable.
1: It is. It is. <laughs> it's <laughs> a nice, stable <laughs>
0: adult job.
1: <laughs> yes. So I love all of our listeners, and um, if I sound a little tired, I am. I'm just exhausted. It was a long one, but um, yeah, we're here for GrishaCast. We're so excited, and yeah, we've got so much coming up. It's so great. I just I can't believe that it's almost here.
0: I know. We're one week closer.
1: Yep. We're just getting there. Tooting on down. Tooting. <laughs> tooting on down. Whatever that means. Tooting on, uh, tootin on down the road, maybe? Sure. Toot down the road. We're
0: just going to keep on tooting.
1: Tooting. <laughs> Perfect. We're so- not southern at all. No. Not here in Nashville, Tennessee. We no. Of course not. Yeah, so um, another thank you for all of those people who participated in Libardugo's birthday present that we're still putting together. Thank you so much, and once we do get that completely put together, we will make sure that you see what it looks like. So, anyways, that's gonna t- be cute. It is. Stay tuned, and yeah. So, want to get started?
0: Sure, let's do it.
1: Yeah, because we've got like three chapters to do, so might as well get on in them.
0: We do. hmm Luckily, mine are pretty short. Okay. And so I'm going to start us off with chapter 20, which mm. which follows Miss Nina. Um, Nina is getting reprimanded by Adric for going rogue. And for even thinking of trying to save Grisha on Purim, since their good is dead. Nina's like, but wait a minute. It's not ordinary Perim, which is why Leone wasn't worse off. Remember, she actually came back from it. Yes. And why Nina's own addiction wasn't triggered. She wants to, or I'm sorry, Adric wants to leave immediately. He's like, we need to pack up and go. And Nina's <laughs> like, um, no, I'm not. I'm not going anywhere. Say I'm a deserter. I don't care. I'm staying here. And so she asks Leone if she would stay too.
1: Got to be safe.
0: Leone was like, give me a minute. I will not be persuaded. Let me think. (laughs) Uh, And then she explains to them that it's not so easy for her. It's kind of triggering for her because she once almost died drinking poisoned water. Oh. Remember Jesper's mother, how she left to save a girl? (gasps) Oh. Well, that was Leone. Well,
1: well, there we go. Yes.
0: We have a (laughs) full circle. Yes. Uh, She wears three purple amethysts in her hair in remembrance of a DT Hilly. And she took that family name, so she's Leone Hilly, and she swore that she would repay that event. So she talks Adric into staying and helping the girls. When asked what the plan was, Nina thought back to her lessons in Ketterdam and what Kaz had said about always hitting where the mark isn't looking and replies, we do it in the middle of the day and we make sure they see us coming, which is a very Kaz thing to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's a plan. It
0: is. <laughs> it is a wow. plan. Uh, So the third girl who was out writing that first time, if we can remember way back then, um, not the girl that died and not Hannah, but the third girl, um, talks to Uh. Nina for a little bit and we learn Uh. that, quote, sometimes people send to the convent for help and the well mother will not grant them aid for good reason. Families who can't afford an extra pair of hands when someone falls sick, unmarried women who have gotten themselves into trouble... Hannah goes to them because she has a gift for it, end quote. Apparently, she's healed very poorly, girls, and even delivered some babies. I mean, she's a healer, so (laughs) that would be why she has a gift for it. Right. Uh, So, Hannah actually does show up for Zemini lessons, even though we know that she's going to be upset and kind of wants to know why she just had to lie. Um. About the clothes. So Nina tells her that she found out that her sister that she's told her about. Remember? Remember my sister? My sister, the Grisha. Not me. No, I'm not a Grisha. My sister, that's a Grisha.
1: <laughs> You're doing such a good job. Yeah. Of, wow.
0: Yeah. It's totally. Yeah, my sister. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> she says that her sister had been taken by the Duskella. She mm. tells her that soldiers are keeping Grisha girls in a fact in that factory experimenting on them and that the well mother is helping them. Hana, of course, doesn't believe it. Wow. Uh, so Nina reminds her what men are capable of, especially <laughs> the Druskella men and that there are girls that have disappeared. So Hannah starts thinking back and remembering, uh, well, yeah, in fact, I know several that have disappeared. Right. <laughs> And so she starts catching on and starts to actually look a little frightened and ask Nina what they're going to do. So I have a quote to the end. Nina thought of Matthias lying bleeding in her arms. She thought of girls lined up like misshaped dolls in the gloom of the old fort. She thought of the way Hana hunched her shoulders as if she could somehow make herself invisible. Save them, said Nina. Save them all. End quote. End of chapter.
1: Wow, What's so, you!
0: I don't know if we like learned a whole lot there, um, but just a little bit of background on Leonie and uh we got Hana on board
1: well, yeah, and some of these shorter chapters just have that you know they just they've got snippets of important information that becomes more relevant yeah. as you get through the story, It's just
0: they help the story along
1: exactly yeah it's it's just writing. It's the way the book is written, so.
0: And so we move on to chapter 21.
1: Ooh, wow. <laughs> and
0: that follows Isaac.
1: Isaac. Love Isaac. I, know. I, Love I actually Isaac. do
0: really like Isaac. Oh, yes. Um. So I had to start this one off with a quote because this is actually, for some reason, um, I think it's hilarious. Like, it just caught me off guard. Um Isaac sat on the Ravkin throne, crafted by the legendary fabricator Eldeny Duda from the Siberian Gold, crowned by a looming double eagle, and host to the backsides of countless generations of Lansovs. All he could think of was how badly he needed to go to the bathroom. End quote.
1: <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> Truthfully. Wow. <laughs>
0: I think it's funny, like he's sitting there thinking about like this awesome seat that he actually gets to sit on, yep. and how long and the, but he's like, "Nope, actually, I gotta pee.
1: I gotta go potty."
0: <laughs> I just I thought it was so funny. Uh so he's dealing with the delegations that are arriving, receiving gifts, listening to presentations, and he's remembering that there are enemies among them, like the Fjordans, who had backed hmm. the Darkling in the war and who had shot Isaac in the thigh twice. Wow. So there's a little bit of information about, obviously, like, we knew the Fjordans weren't, like, on Ravka's side, but, you know, we've yeah. got a little more about the war. Uh, so the shoe party comes in, which is weird to say out loud like that, the shoe party. <laughs> um, and they are, like, all women. And the soldiers that are women that are guarding the princess are special elite fighters. And he looks at them trying to figure out which one is going to defect. Remember, we were told that one of them wanted to give up their information.
1: Yes, that is right.
0: Y'all. So apparently, Isaac is having a hard time with being kingly because he's gawking at everything and doing silly things like taking his own horse to the
1: stables. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> Poor kid.
0: His biggest mistake, though, was when the dining room doors opened. He reacted out of like sheer impulse and habit. He just like stepped aside and snapped into attention. Oops. Kings, yeah. Kings
1: don't do that. No, kings do not. Come on, you gotta. <laughs> you're in a role. Play a role.
0: Get yourself together, man. But um. So like everyone in the room like gasped in unison. Like oh, <gasps> like I guess, <get, laughs> you know am like... doing?
1: <laughs> Yeah. Like
0: that fake, like, movie sound. Like, oh. (gasps) Yeah. Um, And he tried to play it off by saying, tonight, I am first a host and then a king.
1: Good save.
0: But not sure if anyone believes that, really. No. Jinya says, at best, our visitors think Nikolai is eccentric and, at worst, insane. Uh And she says it with a smile on her face. Everything's fine. Uh, So the rest of the evening luckily went better. Even though the Fjordan ambassador is asking after Nina, Jinya replies that, "Oh, she's been on a mission to Kirch for the for almost two years now." The ambassador responds with a, "That's an unlikely story," mm-hmm. and Isaac has to deflect with a comment on, "Like, let's you know wait for the sorbet before we start discussing diplomacy." Exactly. And, lu- <laughs> and luckily, on. it was let go. Of-
1: do not, like, you've got to wait for dessert. <laughs> it is so important.
0: Yeah, also, let's not talk about Nina. Um, so after dinner, Tolia and Tamar escort him to his room, but before they enter it, they smell poisonous gas. The door is rigged. They call for a squalor and David. Tolya then congratulates Isaac. He must have been a convincing king if someone is already trying to kill him. End of chapter.
1: Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, that would definitely mean that he's doing a good job if people are trying to kill him already. Yep. They must think he is real. Okay, so this is going to take us to chapter 22, which is Nikolai, which has quite a bit of information in it. Yes. Okay, so let's get through this. So as I start, as I always like to start with the quote from the beginning of the chapter, Nikolai was struggling to acclimate himself to his chambers, to the strange mix of sand and stone. They might have been a well-appointed, if antiquated, set of rooms in his own palace, if not for the lack of color, the uniform texture. It was a place seen distantly through fog. The exception was his bed, an absurdly romantic bower of red roses that he assumed was Elizaveta's work he lay down on it, determined to rest, but could not find sleep. If he did, would the monster emerge? Would it try to hunt in this barren place? Nikolai was deeply tired, and yet it was as if his body had lost any sense of time. It had been late morning when they'd set out for the fold, but in this permanent twilight, he wasn't sure if days or hours had passed. He had the sense of time slipping away from him. We don't eat... We don't sleep. I don't remember what it is to sweat or hunger or dream. The saints, or whatever they were, have been trapped here for hundreds of years. How had they not lost their minds? Nikolai shut his eyes. Even if he couldn't sleep, he could attempt to order uh, order his mind. The demon gnawed constantly at his sense of control, and the bizarre experience of being plucked out of his reality and thrust into this one wasn't helping but he was a king and he had the future of a country to consider end quote so Nikolai is pondering all that he has been dealt in this new situation of circumstances he he needs to survive this episode of survivor <laughs> uh, which i'm kind of calling it um the episode of Survivor, the other side of the fold series, and hope that his shadow monster gets voted off of the island and not him. If he's lucky enough to survive this ritual, he's hoping there is enough time to save the festival and make it in time to give a rose crowning his queen at, as the winner of the Lanceoff Bachelor Edition. woo <laughs> So, those are some plans that... Seem, they just don't seem like they're gonna all. I don't know. That's a lot. That's a tall that order. It is considering they're in the middle of, who knows where, who knows where.
0: Yeah, can they even get back?
1: Yeah, we don't. We don't know. Nikolai is interrupted by a little bear cub on wheels, which is kind of <laughs> cute. so Weird. I know. It's just like this little bear cub that's just wheeling around.
0: Excuse me. Yep.
1: Beep beep <laughs> beep beep. And um, Nikolai compliments Grigori's cub, because that's whose cub it is. Grigori says that he created him for company and forgot that now they have guests in this castle besides the saints. So I guess he's just saying, yeah, I forgot you guys are here. Sorry, this is my cub. Bronco. I don't know. Name him something. Bronco. Okay, so this next quote we find out a bit more about why the grotesque has such a form. Here it is. Quote, I can no longer control the form I take. I was once just myself and the bear, but now a thought enters my mind and my body races ahead to meet it. It is exhausting. Grigory shrank, and for a moment, Nikolai glimpsed the shape of a man with gentle eyes and dark curly hair. He wore the skins of a bear around his shoulders and the bear's head as a mantle, but then the bear moved, and it was as if man and animal were one, standing together. I don't know whether I should mention this, said Nikolai, but I've been told the pelt of the bear that killed you is in the vault of the royal chapel in Azalta. I wore it at my coronation. I'm afraid your priests have been... Sold a counterfeit, said Grigori, the image of the mantle flickering over his shoulders again. That bear never died, much as I never truly died. End quote. Okay, so we got a little, finally some understanding of what this grotesque thing is doing. I mean, more than we've had at least, you know? Yeah. He's turned into like a thousand eyeballs and...
0: Like he just keeps changing, which is very strange.
1: Right. So, Nikolai asks if the bear became his amplifier, and he says it's more complicated than that. Nikolai then remembers the story he was told as a child of St. Grigori. And St. Gregory was a healer who saved a nobleman's son, and then the doctor of the town, feeling threatened by Grigori for saving the nobleman's son... Accused him of black magic, because that's what you do, you know. If you're threatened, you just come up with something, <laughs> which is yeah, <laughs> exactly. So they put Grigori into the woods by himself overnight. Where I guess they, I guess they do this often um, because there's beasts that live in the woods, and at night when the beasts come out, they'll eat whoever's left there. Well, <laughs> Grigori made a leer out of bones and started to play, like, some music. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder what song he played. Because this song, by My the way... My Heart Will Go On. Yes. <laughs> Grigori played My Heart Will Go On and that put the animals to sleep. The next morning, the town people saw he was alive and then bound his hands and feet to the, for the next night, so that way he was eaten by the beasts. <laughs> So, his heart did not go on.
0: It did not go on.
1: No. Hmm. Sad. But, these poor saints, these stories are just like, ugh. I mean, people treat them horribly. Like, thanks for saving my son. And, oh, we're just going to throw you in the woods. Hope you survive. Which, you barely do. Okay, well, let's make sure you don't.
0: Oh, yeah, that's kind of how our stories go, too.
1: God. Okay, so... Now we are going to come to our one and only scene. And this is going... I'm going to be playing Grigori. And Terry's going to be playing Nikolai. So, real quickly, a special thanks for all... For our background music created by Kendra Dantes and produced by Year 26. And I'm not going to press boo this time. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But so, that was so exciting. I know. So instead, curtain up. Woo, did it right. I was a healer, Grigory said, and his many legs bent at the knee as if he might rest many chins on them. But I did things that perhaps I should not have. I made babies for mothers who had none. I made brides for men who desired them. I made a great soldier, twelve feet tall with fists like boulders, to protect a count's castle.
0: The stuff of children's stories, Nikolai said, remembering his nanny's tales of witches and gingerbread golems.
1: Now yes, then, I had no care for the boundaries that governed my power. Merzost was too great a lure. I thought, Little of whether I should do a thing, but only if I could.
0: That kind of power is unpredictable, said Nikolai, quoting David. Grigory chuckled again, the sound rueful and murmuring as a crop of new heads clustered together, their expressions mournful.
1: Death is easy, but birth? Resurrection? The work of creation belongs to the first maker alone. I trafficked in Merzost and lost control of my own form. So I became a hermit, at least for a time. Eventually, of course, people sought me out, eager to learn my secrets, regardless of how disturbed they were by the way I looked. We are always drawn to the lure of power, no matter the cost. They called me the body maker, and I took on hundreds of students over the time. I taught them how to use their gifts for healing and for combat. They went out into the world, and they all bore my name. Or a form of it.
0: Grisha, Nikolai said in surprise. Grigory had trained the first healers and heart renders. The first Corporalkai. That was where it all began?
1: Maybe, said Grigory. Or maybe that's just another story. It was all so long ago. His entire form seemed to slump. A sleeping bear, a weary man. The burden of his imprisonment settling over him. You will not see much of me in your tenure here. I do not like to be looked at, and I find it hard to bend my hermit's ways. But if there is anything you need, please do not hesitate to come to my tower. I know it is not a welcoming place, but I assure you, you are welcome.
0: Thank you, Nikolai said, though he could concede that he had little desire to enter a tower made of bone and gristle.
1: Elisabethek can be a harsh teacher, but I hope you will not be swayed from your goal. "'There is a great deal at stake in your success, for all of us.'
0: "'What will you do when you are free of the fold?'
1: "'You're so certain you will endure the trial?'
0: "'I like to bet on myself whenever I can, but usually with other people's money.' Grigori's dejected form seemed to regain some of its structure, "'sprouting into a curved spine and a series of folded arms.' He looked like a strange tree tilting towards the sun.
1: When my power is gone, when I become mortal, I will once again take on a steady form. Or perhaps I will die. Either way, I will be free.
0: Then I will do my best for all of us. Now Grigori leaned forward, a chorus of human heads with dark eyes, jaws like muzzles full of pointed animal teeth. Nikolai had to force himself not to step back.
1: You must, my friend. Everything is connected. The world is changing, and so is Grisha Power. If the Fold continues to exist, it will not remain the same either.
0: Nikolai had felt it too, this rush toward change. Orders were shifting, weapons were evolving. It was impossible to know what might come next. Yuri claims we're about to enter an age of saints.
1: Grigori sighed, and the sound gusted through the chamber. Do you know why the monster inside you woke? Why the Darkling's power was able to emerge after all of this time? It began with the drug Parem. It made things possible that never should be. It altered the bounds of Grisha power. Parem? If the drug had been eradicated. You
0: tried. The teeth in Grigori's mouth, mal- many mouths grew longer.
1: You did not. You tried to alter it, bend it to your will. That is the lure of power.
0: Nikolai could not deny it. He had known that if they did not find a way to harness the power of Purim, in time, some other country would, even without Kuwe's knowledge to guide them. But, then Ravka's experiments... I have helped to wake the demon.
1: Grigori's head nodded. We are all connected, King Nikolai. The Grisha, the Fold, the power inside you. The Fold is a wound that may never heal, but perhaps it was not meant to. Remember that when you face your trial. End scene.
0: I think Yuri's claims that we are about to enter an age of saints is um, probably a good clue into where we're going. Yeah. Even beyond this book. Maybe like Rule of Wolves even that... um,
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I feel, because, I mean, I'm sure, like, everyone else is feeling it. There's, like, this, um, just this build-up. There is. So, um, I think that might be uh, an important sentence there.
1: Yeah, we're just going to have to carry on and see what happens, and see. I mean, I think, what, my favorite part of that scene, by the way, was the fact that, supposedly the word Grisha came from Grigori. Yes. Like, that's kind of cool. You know, the history of Grisha. Like, it's cool. And just, the
0: fact that he's changing into these super weird
1: yeah,
0: human heads with a bunch of teeth.
1: Poor guy, because he actually seems like the nicest one out of all of them. And <laughs> like, he's just got this, like, poor just... He's oof,
0: got problems.
1: Really does. So let's continue on. So Yuri comes and tells Nikolai that it's time to begin training with Elizaveta. As Yuri is escorting Nikolai, Yuri mentions how he doesn't understand Zoya's anger. mentions how Zoya was one of his favorites pertaining to the Darkling's favorites. Here is a quote. I've read the histories. I know he did wicked things, but the books do not tell the whole story. I know, of course, yes. Yes, but I find I find I don't entirely disagree with his motives. And his methods? They were extreme, Yuri conceded, but perhaps, perhaps in some cases necessary. Yuri, if you wish, wish to keep your head attached to your body, I recommend never saying that within Commander Nazielinski's hearing. But you're not entirely wrong, Yuri blinked. I'm not? The Darkling wanted peace, a stronger Ravka, a haven for the Grisha. Those are all things that I'd like to see in my rule, end quote. So I feel like that's just some really good information there. Obviously, I mean, like, one, Yuri and Nikolai are agreeing, and in such, like, a way, they're, like, actually seeing how the Darkling, I guess, like, they, he's not a good man, but they see what the purpose was. In a way, like, I mean, yeah, he was extreme. Um, I don't think he was a good man at all, but he did like he did just he wanted the best for the Grisha. He could have gone about it a lot differently. But
0: yeah, you can understand someone's motives and not agree with them.
1: Right. And I think Nikolai here is also trying to bite his teeth. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. Like trying to be careful. So. Nikolai starts thinking of how he left his country vulnerable and if he doesn't survive this then he must have someone that he trusts um, that can rule Ravka if he doesn't make it. So he realizes that there is only one choice and that is Zoya. Which, real quickly, that is my um, little thought for Rule of Wolves. I think um, I don't know. I think Zoya somehow is going to become queen of just saying.
0: Well, I can yes, I can Mm. see that too. I mean, we haven't quite gotten there like in this book, but um, no,
1: we haven't. But I'm just saying. But
0: yes, that's. I think that's part of the age of saints and age of Grisha, because remember, like Grisha and saints Mm -hmm. are kind of the same, one and the same. So I think that's part. Yeah. Of it.
1: Yeah. Okay, so here's this next quote. He would make her his. First minister and protector of the realm, not just the commander of the Grisha forces. If Nikolai died before his heir came of age, she would be there to watch over Ravka and the line of succession. The people had come to trust her as much as they could trust a Grisha, and despite her dark moods and vindictive heart, he had come to trust her. She was maturing into a steady, confident leader. End quote. So... They find Zoya and Juris fighting and um <laughs> both think it looks pretty incredibly unsafe. It's very intense. Yeah, Zoya and Juris are not fighting just like any normal like little street fight. I mean it's like hardcore, like looks like death. And um anyways, Nikolai convinces Zoya to stop training with Juris because he needs her. He needs <laughs> He needs her support. Pay
0: attention to me. Exactly.
1: Come. I have to go to Elizavetta.
0: You're my friend.
1: Yes. You're my friend and you're you're protecting me and I have to go train so you're coming with me. So, he's um yeah, he's convinced Zoya to come with him and I really like this description of Elizavetta's spire as they get closer. So here we go. Here's a quote. As they approached, the panels of the spire shifted and arranged themselves to create an entrance. Inside, the air smelled of roses and honey, and everything shimmered with the buttery light of the gilded hour before sunset. And yet, there was no sunset here. Elizabetta herself seemed cast in gold, surrounded by bees and dragonflies, the roses of her own gown blooming and dying and blooming again end quote. I want that gown. I was just about to say. I want that gown.
0: <laughs> I want to be in a, I want like my bedroom to be like that. Yep. Like to have like flowers blooming, blooming and dying. little like yep. dragonflies flittering around like that. sign me up.
1: Oh my god. An amazing, like imagine if that was like one of the designs one of the queens did on RuPaul's Drag Race. Winner. Just <laughs> drop dead. Stop all the other contestants. You won.
0: I so hope that the show continues on to the point to where we can see that.
1: Ugh. Come on. I mean, seriously. <laughs> roses blooming and dying yes. and then reblooming again? I'm all for that. Okay, so anyways. Elisaveta gives the deets for her challenge, um, for this survivor challenge. And here it is. Quote, When the time comes for the ritual... I will raise the thornwood from the sands of the fold. When it is mature, its thorns will be as long as a cutlass. You will call to the monster, and when it emerges, you will drive a thorn through both of your hearts. End quote. But real quickly, Zoe is like, Uh, how's he gonna say about that? <laughs> so, next quote. It is up to the king. He can practice helping him summon and control the monster. But the fight will be done. Will be his alone. If his will is strong enough, he will survive. If not, the monster will claim him. The trial is both physical and mental. It is meant to separate man from beast and beast from man. The pain will be unlike anything you've ever known, but worse, will be facing the monster. So, real quickly, what is this exactly? Um, and we're going to find out, like, here in maybe just like a Jeopardy answer, you know, or in the form of a question. Okay?
0: Okay.
1: Okay. What is a piece of the Darkling's powers? What do we got? Ah, I'm a winner. <laughs> winner, okay. winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. So um anyways. I um found that very entertaining for myself. <laughs> um
0: If you can't entertain yourself, how the hell are you gonna, gonna, gonna lo- entertain anyone else?
1: Oh love someone else. <laughs> hell. So A sliver of his own intent and oh and this is quote by the way. A sliver of his own intent and ambition. Beyond that I cannot be sure. The monster does not want to be driven out. It will try to confuse you to keep you from completing the ritual and using the thorn. If that happens, it will take you over completely. End quote. So some stipulations to this little ritual. So enough talking now, it's um, training time. Elizaveta encases Zoya in an amber prison-like orb, yep, listen, and begins filling it with a golden liqu- liquid. Okay, so bear with me, this is where my mind went. For our young listeners out there, let me help you make us feel old without even having to DM us and tell us. Imagine a theme park kind of like Six Flags. It's on its own private island in the middle of the edge of nowhere. The only difference with these rides is that there aren't rides at all, but just giant... It's just a giant zoo with real live dinosaurs. Please let us now be um, the only ones that remember this original... Original Jurassic Park. We can't. Are we the only ones that remember the original Jurassic Park? Because there's a lot of new ones out there.
0: Oh, yeah, there's new ones. And the original one was. The best. Quite a while ago.
1: I know. Okay. So. Anyways, there is a point to this, I promise. Do you remember the old man's cane? Yes. The one topped with an amber stone and a mosquito that was really uh, was stuck just in the wrong place at the wrong time, I guess. <laughs> Poor yes. thing. Okay. Well, in my chaotic mind, I automatically pictured this at Amber Stone, but with our tiny beautiful blue robe Zoya inside.
0: Or like the second book in the Outlander series, A Dragonfly in Amber.
1: Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, which
0: I- Which has been on TV Wow. Um sooner than the um Jurassic Park. So if you've watched Outlander in the second season, then you might have seen it. Actually huh. in the first season, he um the homeless guy or the the Vagabond Vagabond gives Claire oh, the um the amber with the dragonfly in it. So that's if you don't remember Jurassic Park, think back to the first season of Outlander.
1: Yeah. So I just this whole scene just made me think of just this amber stone and, like, poor, like, Zoya just kind of stuck in it.
0: But they're, like, like pouring honey in it.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. But I'm imagining it yeah. hard and crystallized and, yeah. Yeah. So Nikolai sees this and starts panicking because he's watching Zoya and she's terrified. The rage brings out Nikolai's monster and his wings spring out from his back And he soars above the thornwood, and here's a quote. He did not recognize the sound that tore from his throat as he hurled his body at Zoya's prison. He struck it with a bone-crunching thud, but it did not budge. He turned on Elizaveta, snarling, I am the monster, and the monster is me. He could feel the demon fighting for control, even as it lent him its strength. But Elizaveta only smiled, gentle, benevolent. With a wave of her hand, the amber walls containing Zoya collapsed and the the thornwood wilted into the floor. He seized Zoya's limp body before it could fall. She was covered in golden sap. Elizabetta closed her fist and Zoya began to cough. She opened her eyes, lashes thick with resin, blinked in confusion. Then her face flooded with terror and she began to thrash in his arms. Unquote. Because, I mean, yeah, she's been saved but (laughs) it's the shadow monster that saved her so
0: i can breathe i'm alive oh crap
1: (laughs) so nikolai is feeling the sensations of the monster and his true form all in one moment right now he feels the urge and growl of hunger as he smells the sap and is holding fresh meat zoya sorry (laughs) you're the fresh meat um who i'm guessing just looks like a delicious snack but King Nikolai tries to suppress those thoughts by reminding himself that he is King of Ravka and Nikolai Lansov. Nikolai wins this battle and gets the monster to submerge back inside or go somewhere else. I don't know Nikolai's body, I guess, has some kind of like happy place for the shadow monster to go when it like gotta go it's gotta go somewhere it disappears. <laughs> so here is a quote that is going to be the reading for to the end of our chapter. Okay, grudgingly, haltingly, the monster sank back into whatever dark place it resided, leaving the acid taste of something burning in Nikolai's mouth. He collapsed, shaking to his knees. He couldn't bear to look at Zoya's face and see the disgust there. There would be no coming back from this. He felt her hands on his shoulders and forced himself to meet her gaze. She was beaming. You did it, she said. You called him up, and then you sent him packing. You were almost killed, he said in disbelief. She grinned wider. But I wasn't. Elizaveta tapped the table. So I am forgiven, squalor. That depends on how hard it is to get this stuff out of my hair. Elizaveta raised her hands, and the sap slid from Zoya in golden rivulets, returning to the floor where it solidified. Yuri wiped the tears from his face. Will, will Commander Nazylensky have to endure this ordeal every time? I'll do it if I have to, Elizaveta shrugged. Let us hope not. Zoya offered him her hand. You opened the door. Nikolai let her help him to his feet, forced himself to celebrate with the others, but he'd felt the will of the monster, and he wondered, when the time came, if he'd be able to match its ferocity. He opened the door. He doubted it would be so easy to close the next time. End chapter End quote. So yeah, we had a we just we're we got a lot going on in these chapters. I mean we're just kinda cruising along, which is great. So it is another, another time. Creature Cast news, and we don't have any news. Not really. No. Um,
0: we did get some new stills.
1: Yeah, that don't were... talk about it. You tell it. <laughs> you go, girl.
0: Um, I mean, nothing like crazy. You but know, so cool. We oh. have like, yeah. um, Matthias's face. We have a couple more of the crows. The video we have the new video. If you have not seen that, I did retweet it on oh. our Twitter at Greasy Cast um, with the Bagra Alina scene where she's like, "Call the light."
1: So cool!
0: It is actually really cool because you can actually like see so well what done. the light looks like. Yes, without her like freaking out and it like being a giant beam of light. So it's like just this little cute little magical
1: orb. light orb. Yeah, yeah, she's it's the graphics are going to be amazing in the show guys. They did not they did not mess with us. They like they took their time and it's going to be perfecta. <laughs> so, perfecta. Perfecta. So anyways, um that's all I got. Okay. Well, then that's all I got. So next week we are going to be reading chapters 23 to 23 through 25. Mhm. Okay. So y'all get to read in and get your teas out. And hey, if you guys like to drink tea and you like watching and drinking tea while you're listening or watching, please do make a comment and let us know what tea you enjoy. I would love to know because I stick to kind of just the same ones except, you know, um, Terry does help me venture out a little bit, but I'd love to hear the teas that you drink.
0: Yeah, if there's one that we like absolutely have to try,
1: let us know. Please do. Okay. Well, it has been a wonderful episode. We love you guys. Thank you guys. Mwah. Mwah. I'll be awake next time. <laughs> love you guys. Bye. Bye. Like we're at the end of the hour so my voice
0: is a little husky. A plus.
1: No, no mourners. mourners. No funerals. This has been Cast. Connect with us on the web at Greciacast.com. Send an email to info at Greciacast.com.
0: Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at GrishaCast.
1: A special thank you for our background music created by Ken Dantes and produced by Year 26. Love you guys.